0: Life, whether we like it or not, happens to everyone. We don't get to choose our testimony, but we are called to share the journey. Hi everybody, I'm BJ Foster and this is Withholding Nothing, a podcast for the soul. Let's do this thing. Hello, hello, hello. There you are. Can you guys hear me? We can hear you. We can
1: hear you. Fantastic. So you guys look exactly the same. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so much has happened in your life. I was like, I've gotta catch up to Joe Rose. I have to catch up to Joe Rose.
1: I know. I I'm I'm grateful you did. You know, it, it doesn't seem like it's been that long since I was at you guys' house in San Diego, but I just realized, wow, that's been I guess, a decade, maybe a little bit more. Where
0: in Russia I, are you?
1: Uh, specifically Moscow. It's New York-style living. Yeah. And and it's cold here, in case you didn't know.
0: Yes, been there. Yes, you went, um, we're jumping ahead all the way to Russia, but you went right before everything kind of got crazy with Ukraine, right?
1: Yeah, exactly. We we went the week that it did. And, wow. and you know, there was in the news but you know we had already rented our house and made changes to our business and you know the kids were lined up for college and school and and we were on our way you know right and so you just tell yourself oh it's it's fine you know it'll be fine things happen they blow over and um we're still telling ourselves that <laughs> Now, did you
0: get there and go, oh, my goodness, what the heck did I do? Um,
1: nah, not so much. No. I mean, I, I think I've been pretty good at just trusting in God and the whole situation. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and I've been married to a Russian now for nine years. Mm-hmm. So I had been here a lot. And I, I knew the culture and, and the people. And I knew that they were just an alternate version of americans you know they are different here but they're not the opposite you know right. so it, it is like like you're in an alternate reality like a marvel movie or something like that where you recognize mm. everything but but it's mm. also not quite right you know right so it's kind of refreshing in that way it's exciting
0: mm. good and you have how many kids
1: uh 5 if you count my wife's son which I do because I lived with him for nine years.
0: So. Okay. Yeah. I saw one of your posts and you said too many kids. I was like, how many
1: does he have? <laughs> I started trying to count them. <laughs> well, that's what people think. I, I, you know, so I joke about it. I, I love it. I love that I have so many kids. Actually, in Russia, culturally, people have one, maybe two kids. So it is unique, mm-hmm. uh, people around us, that we have so many, mm-hmm. you know, but. But I mean, I've always I always loved the idea of being a father even before I had kids. And um, so I I had two and I would have had more with my first wife, but things didn't work out. And then, you know, you know, thanks to God, I was able to get remarried to someone else. And and I I thought, you know, if I can, I prefer to have children with, you know, the person I'm going to be married to for the rest of my life. And uh, we were kind of in a rush to do that because we were getting older, um, but it worked out.
0: Yeah, you seem to be a dad, dad. Every time I see your posting, it's all about your kids. <laughs> I love it.
1: Yes, yes, yes. So I, I got to do it now, you know, because pretty soon I, I won't have such a cute face, right?
2: <laughs> and my kids,
1: are, I'll have no one to take pictures of with. Now I have an excuse. It's my cute little son and me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> wow. So you've been married now for nine years to your current wife, to you, the wife yeah, of your so life.
1: It'll be 10 in 10 years in June. So mm-hmm. like nine mm-hmm. and a half years. Yeah.
0: Okay. Well, I want, you know, he- hello, welcome to the podcast. <laughs> Hello, everybody. This is Joe Rose. But I am so excited, Joe, on a number of levels. One, I don't know your story. I just know Mm -hmm. little glimpses into your story. But you have traveled through it all so joyfully. Mm -hmm. Now, it may be the way I see it from the outside looking in. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But I want you to share a little bit. And for the listening audience, my husband is here as well, just because... We were excited to talk to Joe Rose. <laughs> yeah. Moral support.
2: <laughs> Thank so you,
0: I want you to share some of your story, whatever you're comfortable with, just with um, what God has done and how you powered through it.
1: Honestly, that is a nice broad question. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, I, gosh. Well, I, I mean, I've been thinking about this a lot as I, as I've gotten older and, you know, I, I I totally feel that I'm with God and he knows me. I take peace in that. Um, And I feel like I can't complain. Um, But uh, it's interesting because, you know, life has just gotten more intense. And it just, for me, perspective wise, it seems like it's always getting more intense because I can get down and I can say, oh, my gosh, you know, I got a divorce or my business isn't going well or I had to change my career, but at the same time, I can say, wow, you know, all these other wonderful things are happening to me, things that I didn't plan, and, you know, I've just noticed that, that if I look back at my life, it's, it's just gotten more intense, it's gotten harder at times, but it's also gotten really great, you know, I've done things I never thought I would do, so yeah, I don't know if that answer makes sense or not.
0: Oh, it makes sense. So it's all perspective, basically, is what you're saying.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Because we yeah. can't we can't stop the train from coming, but we can change how we look at the fact that the train is coming, barreling down on us.
1: Yeah, yeah. And I you know, I pray every day, you know, just to to make the right decision, put one foot in front of the other. You know, like my wife and I moving to Russia with our kids and having you know, world politics change as it has, you know, I, I just, I've come to realize that I have maybe 10% control of my life. It's probably even less than that, (laughs) you know, not much is coming at me. That's going to happen that I don't have control over, you know, but whatever decisions God does give me, you know, I I need to, you know, pray about it and make the best decision that I can, you know, just Mm -hmm. to try and keep it simple. And, um, and, and 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 roll with it wow
0: <laughs> that's kind of a drop the mic answer
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay good we're on the right track I'm not
0: that <laughs> okay. now are all of your kids with you
1: uh yes they're all they're all with me um i mean the oldest is in a dorm um a couple of metro stations away mm-hmm. but everyone else is here um yeah i mean i i I got the kids in the divorce. Um, you know we had a legal agreement to share them, but after um, a few months, my ex decided to move closer. to her parents and the kids stayed with me. Um, so so yeah, and and my ex is, from what I understand, a Christian um, now she's gotten, you know, back into the fold, mm-hmm. so I'm very happy for her. Mm-hmm. And whenever I talk about my life, you know, I, I want people to know that this is, you know, I don't want to be down on her. It's not, not about her, you know, when I'm sharing, you know, whatever pain that I've had or what I've gone through. You know, it's, it's just, uh, you know, this is about me. And, and, I, and I, don't want to, I don't want to be seen as, you know, being down on her, especially since she's the mother of two of my kids. And, yeah. and I want nothing best for her, you know, and I'm very glad you know, that she is, you know, a Christian. And,
0: Back up and, on her feet.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: That is awesome. Did you ever have any uh, bitterness and struggles along the way as you got over to where you are now? You're in a clear space now, obviously.
1: Yeah. I mean, it was, it was very hard. It was probably the worst time of my life getting divorced. Um, you know, I, I mean, I, Without going into details, I mean, I was I was biblically in the clear to end the marriage mm-hmm. um, for a, a good amount of time. And I didn't because I had two kids and, um, you know, you just you can't see straight. You know, you're you're in an a, in an abusive situation. And, you know, for me, I, I was thinking, well, you know, my kids are the priority. I've got to take care of them, you know this world is a mess and if everyone at least be the best parent that they could be you know we'd have no problems on this planet and um but yeah I mean you you get unspiritual I remember thinking okay so I'm just gonna bite the bullet I'm just gonna stay in this marriage until my youngest is 18 and then I'll be 48 and I'll just I'll just eat healthy and I'll exercise and I'll keep myself (laughs) No, so i can get remarried and, <laughs> you know and now now here i am i am 48 and i'm like well i'm not an old person am i, <laughs> I, I was worried for no reason <laughs> I, I should have stayed in my marriage no i'm just kidding um but yeah so it was hard for me to end the marriage because I, I was terrified of what would happen to them how it would damage them
0: mm.
1: but God just made it clear. He, he made it very obvious that there was no way that it could continue. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, I cried a lot during that time. I was very afraid. Um, but he he took care of me and he took care of my two kids at that time.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and in a roundabout way, I guess he's now taking care of my ex as well you know, since she's back with him.
0: Right. Yeah. I always tell people, God really does know what he's doing. If we would just get out of the way and let him, he knows what yeah. he's doing.
1: <laughs> right.
0: That is right. amazing. I I love your spirit. I love how you've come, how you've weathered the storm and how you've come out of this. Was your own personal uh, upbringing, your parents, your family, did you have any, a model or an example that helped you go through this so very well?
1: Um, yeah. I mean, I think, you know, I tell people when I'm sharing about my life i mean i think you know if if people are like you want to know if they think that there's something about me that is something to ask i mean i i do think that god gave me great parents um they have visited church a lot they haven't decided to be christians but they were very loving to me i consider them my best friends so that was very helpful Mm-hmm. um i think i am that to my kids as well and they're also you know uh business owners and they would read lots of self-help books some of which were silly but um when i was a teenager they were reading the seven habits of highly effective people by stephen covey yeah and it might be silly because you might think oh it's just some business book um but I, I definitely think that that book and being made to read that as a teenager over and over again, that really helped me to kind of learn to be a person that, you know, has a certain attitude about life, a certain commitment to things. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it laid the groundwork for me to, you know, get asked to study the Bible by your husband. So, <laughs> you know, I mean, it, it sounds cute and funny, but it is—it is definitely true. You know, I think—I think good parents in that book set me up so that when it came time to to really read the Bible and see what God is saying in it, mm. that I I would have you know the right infrastructure in my head to take it on. Right. Um, and um, you know, having kids—you know—now five. I mean that that more than anything else after all that has really helped me continue as a Christian and be a great Christian because, you know, I realize, you know, I I love my kids so much. I want so much for them. I want them to do well. And, you know, if I ever have doubts, you know, I mean, God is my father and he's better than me. Mm -hmm. So if I feel the way I do about my kids, how much more so does he feel about me? You know, And that, I mean, that has really been faith building for me over the years as I continue on in Christianity. Right. I mean, I I remind myself of that fact. And it's just like, you know, like you said, like mic drop, like, like it's over. I've got nothing to complain about. (laughs) Fine. You know, uh, you know, I'm with God, you know, and, um, you know, I just I just want to stay alive long enough to help my kids do the same basically.
0: That's beautiful. No, I love to ask that question because so often we look at our upbringing and most of the time people see it as a negative, you know, but yet we learn from whatever we've traveled through and to hear you say, you know, no, I have great parents and I learned so much and that has helped you in your walk with God now. But even if our upbringing has been a horrific one, we learn from that as well. You know, I'm also trying to get everybody to see that everything that we, nothing that we go through is ever wasted. Right. It always shows itself at some point in our walk with God. So it's just really beautiful to hear your experience growing up and how it has built the foundation.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, I think you're right. I mean, you could, you could say that, you know, my hard times, they didn't happen during my childhood, but they definitely happened with my divorce. You know, and, and I I know that although that was awful, you know, I would not be at the maturity level that I am, whatever that may be, um, had I not gone through the divorce. Right. You know, I mean, that, that really did, that terrible thing really did improve me as a person. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I get that. I always say, you know, I am the woman that I am because of the divorce that I went through. It changed who I am from the inside, you know, so that I can be the incredible, I'll say incredible, wife that I am
1: (laughs) to Kai today. You know, uh, and that that makes you think, funny story. Um, So my wife now, um, we figured out that we knew the same people in church, we're friends with the same people when we were single originally, like in our early 20s.
2: Oh, wow.
1: Um, and, you know, I thought for a moment, I was like, oh, you know, back then I was like, well, do we make a mistake? Should we have not married? We married? Should we have dated longer and then we would have met each other? Um, but she was like, oh, no, I, you know, would have been so immature. You know, I, I'm a completely different person mm-hmm. you know, because of, the of I went through, because she also married um, and it didn't work out well um and and he is uh in in the church as well so he's 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 gotten things back together right um but yeah it, it was it's it was a funny moment where we realized we knew the same people and we had had some of the same friends but we never actually met um you know but God wanted us to go through some stuff before he brought us together
0: yeah God's incredible timing yeah, <clears throat> yeah kind always joked that we wouldn't have liked each other
2: in the world, right. in the world, right. Right. <laughs> without the spirit.
0: <laughs> now, I didn't know that you two, that you met each other.
1: My, my roommate in Hollywood um, started going and, um, and so he was nagging me to go, my roommate, and so I went. Um, <clears throat> Kai, I believe, was studying the Bible with him at the time and Kai, you know, um, reached out to me. Uh, I I remember. I think it was a midweek, and I I I was leaving early, and I remember seeing Kai pop up out of the the audience, (laughs) follow me out, and I I think I was even thinking, uh oh, here it goes. He wants to say (laughs) goodbye.
0: Did he have on his yellow jacket?
1: (laughs) Uh, He wore one back then. I maybe he did. (laughs) But I, I so appreciate you, Kai. I mean, you know, God definitely used you. Amen. Uh, definitely one of the the pillars in my in
2: my past um, that has helped me be who I am today. You're an amazing individual, Joe. And I've got I got this is my wife's podcast, but <laughs> and so I'm not gonna say I'm not gonna talk as much as I normally do, <laughs> but I do have a couple of questions. One is is when you approach marriage the second time. How did you overcome any fear or doubt? How did you do that, or did you have any?
1: Hmm. That's a good question. Uh, maybe I didn't. I maybe I didn't have any. I mean, of course, you think, well, I, I hope I don't make another mistake. I hope I marry the right person. Um, but I was. I think I was just more driven to, OK, I better get going with this because um, I, I, I I felt like I saw a good number of people that their marriages fell apart and they stayed single, which I, I you know, that's fine. We don't have to get married. Um, but I felt like I had to have a partner, a marriage partner. And I felt like, oh, this might be an uphill battle in my late 30s. <laughs> to find someone that's a good match for me, you know, because I think a lot of people, they get married in their early twenties, you know, when they're in, in in university, as they say out here. Um, so uh, yeah, I think I was more driven to, I've got to make this happen as opposed to apprehensive about doing it. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. Mm
2: -hmm. Now was that, was that part of having, uh, someone to help you raise your kids or was it more of um i want to be in a relationship marriage relationship that's going to uh complete me in the sense of how uh god works through uh, a man and wife
1: uh the second one
2: man (laughs) and wife okay yeah yeah great um
1: i i not thinking I need a wife for my kids at that point. Um, I, I probably did. And I probably should have thought that. Um, <laughs> but uh, I had been spending more time with my first two kids than my wife anyway. Not, And at the time, it wasn't anything negative. It was just she preferred to do office work. And I liked being with them when they were really little. Um, I, I stayed home with them for like a year and a half and I, I rented out houses so I was working but I wasn't reporting to you know an office and then I opened up a, a private child care and so again I was like the kid expert and that was my job and so I naturally was spending you know maybe 60 70 percent time with the kids so As a single person with two kids, I was thinking, oh, you know, this is fine. I can do this. I know now that I'm older, you know, there's a lot of benefits um, to having a mom and a dad. And it 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 would be better for my kids to have a mom as well as a dad and not just a dad.
0: You're a smart man, Joey Rose. (laughs) (laughs) So what are the uh, going, looking over your life, your Christian life, what are lessons learned that you would share with the listening audience?
1: Well, um, I mean, as far as the topic of marriage goes, I mean, the second time around. um, So the first time I was more naive and, and young, and that's fine. And I had an attitude of, you know, as long as we're all Christians, you know, I can marry anybody. Um, The second time around, I was thinking, okay, um, I should probably marry, although I can marry anyone, I should probably marry a Christian that is similar to me um, in In character, not 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 like I have great character and someone has bad character, but we just we all have different qualities. Right. And you know, for instance, if you know if you graduated from an Ivy League university, you might not want to marry someone who dropped out of community college. That's not me. That's just a just a (laughs) you know weird example. Um, But uh, I mean, I I only did community college and then a little bit of. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um, so in my case I, I want to try and marry marry up marry like a <laughs> so, if that makes sense so I was looking for someone that that I could see proof in their life that they were a committed person that they would follow through mm-hmm. um, so that's what I had learned the second time around to not just blindly say oh you know whatever um, because I, I think that and, I mean, men especially, you know, we, we get attracted by, you know, um, the outside, like physical beauty. And there are all different types of physical beauties. Um, but we don't get to see someone's brain. You know, we're not like looking at their brain with a microscope to see how's their brain doing. You know, and that's that's just as important. But unfortunately, we don't get to see that. So uh, I, I would caution young people, you know, to, to really, you know, think deeply about, the person they're attracted to and, and look at the decisions they make and ask yourself, you know, is, is this a person that is going to be my partner in life, like for my whole life,
2: or, mm-hmm.
1: for maybe six decades, you know, or eight, you know, we, we don't know.
0: Yeah, I think one of the lessons that we have learned, I hope we've learned along the way, is do not be unequally yoked, um, is more than just we all go to church together. So we're equally yoked, which is not wow. true.
1: <laughs> I never thought about equally yoked in that way. Very good. That's that's good. Good. Yeah.
0: Well, it's kind of what you're saying. You know, you think about making sure that your partner is on an equal, that you're moving in the same direction. You have the same heart, the same mindset, and you can be sitting in a church next to someone, both of you loving God, but you're not headed in the same direction. So you're unequally yoked. You know, and I think that has plagued us uh, at times in the past in which, you know, we've married and we loved, but we weren't moving in the same direction mm-hmm. and found right. ourselves later on in life, going through the struggles and going through the divorces and everything else that has hurt us so much.
1: Right, right.
0: Wow. Yeah, Kai, he is uh, Ivy League and I'm, <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, just kidding. School of Hard Knocks. <laughs> School of Hard Knocks. So, so Joe, you were, um, you were uh, basically running a child care. Um, uh-huh. And uh, what are you doing in Russia?
1: Well, that's a good question. So um, I gave my assistant a raise to continue to run the child care. And, and be more on the ground, because I wouldn't be. Um, I still manage the childcare online. It's mm-hmm. in a more limited capacity, of course, because I can't be there. Um, and then we came over here. We've been here for seven months. Our two younger kids were not in school. So I was taking care of them during the day and doing a few hours of childcare work on my computer and, and being a husband and helping the older three you know, go to university or get ready to do so. And so I'd been thinking I gotta do something when all five of the kids are in school in September. So I actually, I was tossing around different business ideas cause I haven't worked for anybody for over 20 years. Cause I had, um, I was doing rental properties. I had a furniture store for a while. I opened childcare and, and all this with, with after going you know, to film school. So, you know, what can I do? And I told myself, I will do something new. I will start a new business. I will fail if I have to come September. And, you know, I'm, I'm a visitor here. You know, I have a visa. So I don't have like, I couldn't like get hired by somebody if I wanted to. So I decided, well, I'm an American in Russia. That's kind of a unique thing. I have production experience, like film production experience. Mm-hmm. So I actually started a YouTube channel this week. Um, and I, I posted the videos last night, so we'll see what happens. Um, you know, and it, it had been in the back of my head for about two years because I knew we were going to be moving here. I was like, maybe I should do that, but no, I don't want to do that because I'm older and I have enough money and I don't want to fail. Um, but you know, God just brought me to this point where I was going to need to do something. I don't want to just retire,
2: right. you
1: know, and in, in my very late forties. And so you know, once I realized I wasn't doing it because I thought, well, but I might fail, I was like, "Well, I have to do it." And you know, if I fail, amen, you know I'm, i'll I'm, I'm ready for it. you know, slap me in the face, embarrass myself. Um, <laughs> I feel like you know i'm I'm an American in Russia. I have a a unique position, and I have experience doing this stuff, so I just ran around the city and you know filmed a bunch of stuff and edited together five videos and post it and we'll see what happens good question you know i guess since i said it i go look me up guys expat american the name of the channel so expat is short for expatriate
0: for you just making things happen i love that so what's the plan are you guys going to stay in russia do you have a a timeline or
1: um well the um our two, our two middle children. So we joke that we have twins because I have a daughter that's the same age as my wife's son. Um, and they both just turned 18. They both went to just started, um, university. And so that'll be five years for them. Mm -hmm. Um, so the reason why we moved is one, my wife was missing her country and two it's way cheaper. Um, Mm -hmm. school is way cheaper. Um, The church is is big and strong out here um so it's a a good environment for young people like our children to have peers but yeah so we we've been thinking five to ten years what we said you know so my seven-year-old started public school this year in russia like this month Mm -hmm. that if if we want him to do all of russian public school that would be an 11-year time frame because their school's a little different out here okay so it'll be it'll be easier you know if it's 11 years but you know we came out here thinking maybe three maybe four maybe five we don't know we'll see how it goes you know um it so far it's it's quite comfortable out here and with the exchange rate it's it's a good financial decision to live out here with so many kids while i have an american business making money for me Mm -hmm. that makes
0: sense well it does it does. So you mentioned the church. How is the church out there?
1: Um, so they have like three regions. So, and I don't, I, ha- I haven't asked yet how many people are in each region. I guess it's something like two to 500 people per, per region. So Moscow is a huge city. Mm-hmm. Um, so they meet, you know, in three different locations on Sunday. Um, and, you know, there's a lot of traffic. It's really busy. They actually don't even meet for midweek. So we'll, we'll do like um, Zoom Bible talks like this, like on a Wednesday night or night. Like, um, and so far, every other Sunday service has been in home and we rented a, a rather large flat because we have so many kids. So we actually host, you know, the every other Sunday services here. So, and about a week or so ago, they had me um, do the service in my house, which is funny because I don't know Russian that well, Um, (laughs) but uh, my wife was there to translate and, and uh, it went well, it was good. (laughs) That's awesome. Now, how did you guys meet?
0: Was she in the church where you were? How did you guys meet?
1: Um, so our, our church um, started a dating website. And when I was still married, I would recommend brothers go on that dating website. It was called DT Heart and Soul. I think it still is.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: And, uh, you know, I'd recommend people get on the site. I never had any idea that I would one day be on the site. <laughs> um, and it turned out I, I we were the third or fourth marriage from that site. Uh, oh, okay. I think we and another couple got married like right at the same time. So depending upon how you count it, Mm -hmm. um, so things happen quick, you know, I mean, I, I I felt like I was talking about the site for a while, apparently not, but it takes time for people to get to know each other and get married. Um, and it sounds funny. It sounds embarrassing to say, I met someone off a dating site, but I was single in a small town. And, you know, you want to like, like you said, you want to be equally yoked and, you know, I'm in a church of less than 200. You know, so single people my age, there might be 10. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, yeah, Even if there's 100 single people your age, that you you might not, you know, connect with any of them. You know, so it was just it was too small a town. Right. Um, and then I realized, well, heck, I'm I'm gonna have to get on this dating website, (laughs) Um, but it was, it was great. And I wish there wasn't a stigma about it because, you know, you take these personal profile tests and psychological tests and the computer learns who you are. And then you get to see percentage wise, how well you match up with different people. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I did a couple of zoom dates with different sisters like this. uh, And then I met um, my wife or my future wife and she was trying to decide does she go to a church conference in england or does she go to the church conference that we had in texas um the 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 world summit right Um, and she decided to go to the one in america and oddly enough i was also going to that one and i planned to go to los angeles first and and meet some old friends And like I said, she had the same friends. So she also had the same plan, but we did not coordinate this together. (laughs) So we ended up being just at the same time, decided to have a date then, um, and it went well. So like a week later, we were both in Texas for the conference and we did another date. And also, enough, I then went back to Florida. The third part of her trip was going to Florida. Um, We didn't meet then though. It was two (laughs) different ends. But uh, but yeah, I mean, but we were definitely, you know, feeling in love with each other. We didn't speak openly about it, of course. Um, but I was thinking that, well, I'm 38, 39-ish, you know, I, I, she lives in another country. You know, I gotta get moving. I gotta to see is this gonna happen or not? Is this for real? Is this a good fit? Um, so that was summertime and I flew Thanksgiving that week to go see her Mm
0: -hmm. but
1: I didn't fly just to go see her and this is what I caution people on on too who are are dating and stuff is you know I think you should never fly just to go on one date with one person or make a long trip I think you need to Mm -hmm. figure out a way to do something else on the trip too so that you know if it doesn't work out you're not hurt they're not hurt you know there's not so much pressure so I went with my father to England for a week or almost a week and then from there we you know and we we you know we're tourists and from there we went to Moscow and we were tourists in Moscow and (laughs) and you know I hung out with her for a few days and um and by the end of the trip, I decided to ask her to be my girlfriend because I realized, you know, you know, she's in her thirties, I'm in my thirties, we're adults, we, we've got careers, we've got kids, you know, it's not easy for us to see each other. You know, either we like each other and she's going to be my girlfriend now, we're going to move forward, or we're not. I'm not going to fly home and then pay for another trip right. know, in six months. Um, and it was going well, so. <laughs> we started dating and, and I told her, you know, I wanted to see her again soon, this time in America. And, and um, she was talking about summer. And I said, No, 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 I mean, I mean, like, real soon. soon. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so she came uh, to my small town in February, this time with her son. For two months, she stayed with my sister, it went well. Mm. And was going to fly back and again I realized you know this is it either either we're going to move forward or we're not you know and so I asked her to marry me we ran over to the immigration office and said we want to get married what do you suggest we do she's about to fly back they they asked is she with child because you know, they were <laughs> thinking I got her pregnant right um, <laughs> I was thinking, you know, we're, we're Christians. That's not, not, no. <laughs> and, and and the guy said, well, if, if this is what you guys want, you better marry her right now. Uh, because oh. if she goes to Russia, it's going to be like a one or two year marriage visa. And, you know, again, I, you know, we, we'd be getting married in our early 40s instead of our late 30s. So she missed her flight and got married in our church in our small town. Uh, like two months later, and and never went back. I mean, you know, wow. in, until a year and a half later, you know, we we started coming back as tourists, mm-hmm. and I I came to Russia for a month at a time, uh, four times before I moved here.
0: That is amazing. Did your family think this was all insane, or they were? Let's do this.
1: Um, they they were supportive. Yeah, they were supportive. You know, and and I I mean that was one of the great things you know because i'm a single father like really a single father because right. their mom has now moved across the other side of the country you know it was great that i had you know an adult sister and two parents that could take care of my two kids mm-hmm. um not full time but for me to go on dates for me to go on vacations where i went on dates you know go to russia and, and things like that so I, it would have been harder to do that if i didn't have family living with me right so near me down the street
0: (laughs) wow yeah my tagline for this podcast joe is be on the lookout for the hand of god that's right and the hand of god has been all over your relationship your life it's so amazing it's just so encouraging You know, so I'm excited for the listening audience just to hear your testimony, hear your life story, and to hear the joy that comes out of you in spite of the things that you've had to go through. Mm -hmm. So that's a miracle within itself. So I'm so proud. So proud.
1: Thanks, BJ. Thank you so much. I'm so so glad
0: we were able to make make this happen. Listening audience, it is almost midnight, my time. Uh (laughs) Uh, 10 a.m. His time. But we were just—we insisted on making this happen. So we stayed up for this interview, Joe. Just right. so you know,
2: that's right.
1: That is, I appreciate it. And, and so I, I guess I'll leave with this. I would say, you know, if anyone's thinking, "Oh, that was a nice podcast. I like it." I to keep it spiritual. I mean, I think First Corinthians nine, you know, if is something that I really go to a lot as mm-hmm. far as kind of anchoring and refocusing my life that's kind of you know how, that that really speaks to me that's how I like to live and, and think about things so mm-hmm. you know, young guys out there listening that are gals and they're they're wondering about Christianity and God and you know how to do this this crazy life you know that's the scripture that that really helps me kind of stay on track if that makes sense
0: it does indeed All right, my brother, well, thank you for your time. We thank you Yep. for just being our friend.
2: Yes, (laughs) yes. Our Our love love
0: to your wife, who we have not met. So let her know that there are people on the other end of the world that loves and are praying for her.
1: Awesome. Well, hopefully things will calm down Mm -hmm. and we'll see each other in person someday.
0: Be awesome. All right, bro, love you. Good night, Joe. Good morning, Joe. Good morning, Joe. (laughs) Good morning. (laughs) Well, that's going to wrap it up for this week, everyone. Thank you, as always, for being with me on this journey. I want to say thank you to my guest who shared an incredible testimony. And we know that next week we're going to have a whole new guest sitting in the chair, sharing the incredible hand of God in their lives. Be on the lookout, guys, for all of the different things that are going down in life right now. I have a new book, Rebound, Staging a Spiritual Comeback, as well as my children's book series, which is God, God, What Do You See? All the proceeds for that is going to go to benefit Autism Speak, so please support the cause. You are incredible. Thank you again for being with me. Dave Graham, go ahead and play us out, my brother.